Welcome to the Black Girls Work Podcast, where we talk to successful women of color in the service provider industry who have been exactly where you are and are currently where you're trying to go. Every week, we'll talk to a Black girl worker, and she will share with us tips, stories, and inspiration to help you through this journey. I'm your host, Ayana Hoskins. Let's jump in. This week on the Black Girls Work Podcast, we have the spoiled writer who is a systems and sales expert. She is absolutely amazing at what she does and if you have not seen her on the gram i don't know what she's doing because she is absolutely everywhere so and her name is actually kelly so i'm going to refer to her as kelly throughout this interview so thank you so much for being on the podcast kelly tell us a little bit about your background and how you got started thanks for having me so my background um i started off as a ghostwriter um, that's where I got my name, the spoiled writer from. So I started off as a ghost writer and social media manager in 2010. I was a college student and I, I wanted to make a little extra money and I could not find a job that like worked with my class hours. So I just decided to freelance. Um, and that was like at the very, very beginning of Instagram, like as a platform altogether. Um, And so I got in kind of at the ground floor, learned things, you know, started learning the systems, automations, the algorithm from when it was little baby. Um, And I explored other areas as well and kind of taught myself how to work other things as far as website building, um, using Canva, all that kind of different stuff, video editing, pretty much anything you could think of. I've I've probably done or taken some classes or training in. And I started realizing that most of my clients were coaches. Most of them were business coaches, but all different kinds of uh, coaches and online teachers. And so I decided to start coaching myself. Um, And yeah, then I just moved into coaching myself on basically all the things that I was already doing for other people behind the scenes. That's so awesome. So let's tap a little bit back into like just your journey of figuring out where you fit and really like you learned all these things. You had all this training, but you didn't go to college for it. You didn't graduate for it. So what was that like transitioning into all these things and kind of figuring it out on your own, what you wanted to get trained in and what you wanted to master? Right. So experience was a really big trainer for me, quote unquote, but I'm also a very avid researcher and reader. So I went to college for marketing. So I was kind of already in the marketing field. um, But I just was doing, you know, more on my own. So for me, though, like, figuring out training wise and figuring out what area I wanted to go in was really just about me learning and then putting that learning to work in the real world and then taking from that okay what pieces of this did I like what pieces of this did I not like and kind of just continuing to do that process to refine where I want it to be so yeah I didn't go to school but I do do a lot of reading and a lot of I take a lot of classes from other people I go to conferences all that um And I say that just to say, if you don't go to school, it doesn't mean that you don't have to keep learning. Like, (laughs) there's still a lot of work that, you know, that goes into the education piece if you don't go to school. That part. And I think a lot of people, 
you know, they, they come up with these things that they want to do, but the missing piece of it is that you have to continually learn. You have to continually um, grow your skills. You have to be making sure that you're doing something to, to level up. And in order to move from one level to the next, just as if you were in a job, you know, corporate setting or whatever, there's always some training. There's always some sort of learning that you have to do to get to the next level. So I love that you touched on that because it's, I think it's very easy to forget that in order for you to grow, you have to keep learning. So tell us about some of the struggles that you faced along the way and along your journey to getting to where you are now. Um, man, a lot. <laughs> a lot of them. Um, some some big ones were growing fast. And I guess that's not really, a, it is a struggle. Sometimes you'll grow too fast or you will get sales that you weren't prepared for or inquiries that you're not prepared for. And it just starts to become a big hot mess. And so that was like probably one of the biggest mistakes I made was um, you know, posting so heavily because I post a lot on the front end brought me a lot of customers that I wasn't ready to handle when it was just me, you know, as a solopreneur. So I guess the mistake there would be not having too many sales. The mistake would probably be not having clear processes of how things need to be done. So, you know, the systems are important. That's the automation, the tools and all that kind of stuff you use. But just having a clear process, like when someone sends me a direct message, you know, how am I going to handle this direct message? How am I going to handle up, you know, handle follow up if they don't convert immediately? If they if they do convert immediately, um, you know, what do I do with that person after that? So, right. you know what I mean? Just having a clear process of what the heck is supposed to be going on. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, it makes a big difference. So did you expand your team? Like, I know you have, you know, you're a six-figure business owner. You are killing it. Like, every day, you know, I follow you, obviously. And every day I can see how many people are reaching out to you, how many people are, um, you know, just trying to get a piece of you. Have you expanded your team uh, with your growth? Yeah, I have, and it's not as big as what people think it is. It's just me and a virtual assistant. I literally just have me and my virtual assistant. Okay, actually, no, I lied. Let's back up. <laughs> I did I did expand last month. So mainly, like on a day-to-day basis, it's just me and a virtual assistant. Okay. But when I do things in person or if I do a photo shoot or, or any type of content creation that I'm not doing in my house... I have a photographer, I have a creative director and personal shopper. Yeah, and that's it. Cause the other person, I have one more other person, but she's really just my my second set of eyes. Mm-hmm. Like as she's a friend, but she's also an entrepreneur. So she kind of just watches from the outside perspective of like what things look like to someone who doesn't, someone who's not one of my clients. You know what right. I mean? Got it. Outside perspective. So yeah, I do have a virtual assistant. I have a photographer slash videographer. And I have a creative consultant and personal shopper because I freaking hate shopping. (laughs) And she shops for me. And then she comes to the the photo shoots and videos and make sure I don't look crazy. Right. Definitely. Because that's important. And you show up a lot. So can you tap into what it's like creating all your content? Because you post, I can't even 
say how many times, I don't even know how many times a day you post, but you're always there and all the content is good. It's not like it's filler content or it's like, oh, she just threw that up there to have something. Like it's really great content. And then also if you can tap into your video content and how much video content you create, how you get your inspiration, because I think that's a huge part that service providers forget is that while you're trying to build your business, content is key and being seen. So you are a queen at that. So if you can um, talk to our listeners a little bit about the content creating process, how you get your inspiration, I think that would be super helpful. Yeah. Um, I do. A, I do. A, do a lot of content creation. <laughs> it's because I read so much. I've started telling people that like, that's why I'm able to create so much content because I'm taking in so much information. So I'm reading every day and then I'm like, oh, that's good. Let me try that. Oh, that's good. Let me try that. And so I'm using what I'm reading and it's, it's making me have to create content because it's just like, it's like a cycle. Like you can't take in so much information, not use it you have to use it. And then when you use it, that produces experiences that you want to share. So that's, that's really why I'm creating so much because there's just so much going on in my head. And I, and honestly, it it looks like every single day I'm, I'm making it, I'm putting it out, but it's actually ahead of time. So like the stuff that I've read this week is scheduled for like March, like almost a month out, March 17th, I think was the last day I touched on content. So it's ahead. It's not like, I mean, there are, there are some things where it's like, I'm going to create it today and post it today, like reels, you know, because you can't really like pre-schedule those. But most of the time it's ahead of time of me using it. So I'm not actually on social media as much as what it looks like I'm on social media. That's awesome. You know, definitely. It makes a lot of sense. And it's something that uh, our audience needs to hear because like I said before, we focus so heavily as service providers on helping our clients that we forget about building our business. And we forget about the fact that in order for you to be seen, in order for new clients to find you, in order for you to expand, you have to make sure that you are doing your part as the CEO of your business. And it's different when, you know, you're working on Fiverr or you're working on Upwork. But when you are, you know, you're on Instagram, you have a full business, you you are taking clients and you're they're coming to you for your expertise they have to find somewhere to find you and that includes you having bomb content and I love the fact that you said you read a lot and that's where you get a lot of your inspiration from because that's something I create content you know I do reels and I do tv and all those things but I've never thought about the fact that what I've learned and what I can learn can help me to help my audience a lot more so I'm super I'm really glad that you touched on that it's a different perspective of something that you know nobody may have thought as a way to find information to create so let's talk about your journey to success like right now first off do you consider yourself successful right now oh man (laughs) (laughs) um not by my standards not no not by my standards but I have to remind myself to look at the outside perspective Mm -hmm. of like, okay, your age, what you have accomplished, your assets. So I kind of got to look at, I have to look at all that, but I don't, I don't feel like I'm there yet. 
So what does success look like to you? For me, success would be, this is, this is actually going to sound really basic when I say it, but <laughs> <laughs> for me, success is owning a house, like fully paid off, not a mortgage, um, owning a house, owning a car, completely paid off, kids, I have one but it would be nice to have like three or four uh, not having to worry about any, like how much of anything is going to cost. Cause I probably, I just said three or four kids and somebody probably was like, girl, you don't want that. That's expensive. <laughs> My successful view. Um, I have more than enough money to have 50 kids. So I would love to have six figures in the bank liquid that's success that just on a basic round view I think that's like all attainable things mm -hmm. that constitute a good life right I, I definitely can agree with that and it's funny how you say like your success what your vision of success is is basic because if you ask me what success is I'm going to tell you being able to go into Target and just shop like nobody's business like don't even look at I take that back I'm always going to look at prices the humble broke girl in me will always look at a price and be like oh no I don't care how much money I have I'm not buying it <laughs> but yeah. you know simple stuff like just going into the stores and you know your favorite stores and not having to to really look around look at prices not having to check your bank account not having to switch over money from account to account when you get to the front you know like you said having a family being able to go on vacations and things like that like everybody's level of success is different and it doesn't always mean you know, having a Bentley or having a, you know, million dollar house, success could literally be having my Honda Civic paid off, you know, have being able, like you said, to move into a two, three bedroom house that is perfectly comfortable for me, my husband, our cat, you know, so everybody's level of success is different. And one thing I want to spin off of that is because everyone's level of success is different, comparison really makes no sense, right? Because it's like you're comparing to someone whose success looks different than yours. You're not, you're, their story looks different than yours. So that's something that I, I harp on heavily. And if you can, I would like you to talk a little bit about comparison and how it has, if how and if it has affected you and your business at any stage um, while you're on your journey. Yeah, definitely. I think comparison is like a double-edged sword, right? So like, there's good comparison and there's bad comparison and from social media it's like everyone's automatically assumes comparison it's bad you should never compare yourself to somebody else and you know whatever but there's also good sides to comparing yourself to other people so of course if you're going to compare yourself to someone who's like way 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 far ahead of you and you're comparing it in a way that okay you're thinking that you're not sufficient or that what you're, well, not that what you're doing is not enough, but that you're not enough. I think that's where it starts to become a little bit toxic when you're like over consuming. But comparison is necessary in terms of marketing. Like you should be doing market research. You should be looking at other people that, that have the same title as you or provide similar services to yours. You should be comparing like so that you could stay relevant, you know, to see what's happening. 
and not necessarily to say like, okay, they're charging this much, so I should charge that much, or they're giving this 50% off discount, so I should be giving, but you should be definitely be aware. Um, and so com using comparison in that way and using com comparison in the way that you look at someone who may be two or three steps ahead of you, like they're still ahead of you, but they're not super far ahead of you. And looking at the, the habits that they have on a daily basis that have made them successful, like you, you need to do that. Like that's what motivates you to do work is comparison. Super important and major would thank you for bringing that in because I teach my clients all the time that competitor analysis is great. You know, you want to be able, like you said, you want to be able to see what everyone else is doing. So you're not just going in blind and then everybody looking at you like, well, you over here doing way left field and everybody else is doing this. Even though you're not copying, you like you said, you want to stay relevant. You want to know what's going on. You want to know what the trends are and things of that nature. But I have so many clients as well that come in. They're like, I saw, you know, me and Tina started our business at the same time. And, you know, Tina is doing X, Y, and Z and I haven't gotten there. And then now they're having mindset issues and, you know, and everything else. And I, I really stress on the fact of you can't, you just don't know someone else's story. You know, you don't know what they've been through. You don't know what they, you know, what investments they've made that help them, help them get to where they are. You also have to check in with yourself and see if you're actually doing, you know, if you're up to par with what you should be doing before you look at someone else and say, oh, they're doing so much better than me and I'm failing. So that's something that it has showed up in my business. And I know from speaking to clients that it showed up and I'm sure that you've had clients as well who have experienced the same thing. So it's good that you're able to, you know, help them with understand that it's okay. It's just the way you do it is what is the most important. So now I want to tap in a little bit into doubts and just being doubtful and fearful as you grow your business. Have you ever experienced any of that? And how did you overcome it? Yes, I experienced doubt for sure with pricing. Like every time I raised my price, I experienced doubt. Even if I knew, well, I was going to say, even if I knew that my price was worth it. But you know what? When you raise your price, you don't really know if it's worth it or not until someone pays it. So <laughs> I definitely experienced doubts with that. I've also experienced um, doubt with what I'm providing inside of the service. Because you'll see like <clears throat> when I was a VA, you'll see, um, you know, people doing 50 things for $2. And you'll be like wondering, should I be doing these 50 things? I only do 48 of these things. So experiencing the doubt with the price but also experiencing the doubt with the with the not the level of service because right because you can have a really good level of service and only do one thing and just be bomb at it but just experiencing a doubt with as far as like what you're actually providing and so you know most of the time as an entrepreneur it's not you know the doubts that you have are not validated at all it's just feelings and you should feel them and do with them what you have and move on but yeah i, I definitely had doubts and it and it continues it doesn't go away it just changes so like people think i'm going to reach this certain level of success or when i hit six figures then i'm not going to be afraid to raise my price anymore like no you're still going to be afraid it's just going to be a different level of afraid 
it's just going to be a different level. So, you know, before it was like, for me, so here's an example. So before people would ask me to help them, you know, grow their business or they, they want to do a strategy session. And these were people that were newer in their business or, you know, they had less than 10,000 followers and I'm like, all right, cool. And so I was, I was, I would doubt myself a little bit. Right. And I eventually got over that. So now that I've gotten over that, now I have people coming to me that are like way successful, like people that make more money than I make are coming to me for advice or people that have, I've only got what, 30, 30,000 followers, people that have literally 100, 150, 200,000 followers coming to me, asking me for strategic advice. So the doubt is still there. Cause it's like, what could I possibly tell you right now? That is something that you haven't already heard before. So why are you coming to me asking? Right. So my doubt shows up in different ways and the pricing, the pricing doubt shows up in different ways. Cause the price is way higher now, but it's still like, well, dang, if this level of person is coming to me now, then maybe my price is not where it needs to be. So the doubts are still there. They just grow as you grow. So is there anything specific that you do to help you to overcome them? I like to sit down and write out uh, two things. So I like to sit down and write out everything that I offer. And that always helps me feel really good because it's like, wow, I do a lot. So, you know, writing out specifically all your deliverables, um, literally everything that you do, even if, if, even if you consider it to be something small or something that's going to take you two minutes, if you're doing it for a client, write it all out on a piece of paper and just look at it. And you're going to be like, wow, I do a lot of work for people. <laughs> and then, um, oh man, I lost the other one. I write all those things down. I lost the other one. I'll think of it later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, that's really awesome. You know, I, I can definitely attest to having doubts and those doubts leading to me quitting. And, you know, so it's things like, like you said, of really taking a look at how my godson always says he's so boss at this, like how boss you are, you know, like how good you are at what you do, how, what you offer and how important you are and what you do is. And it really just kind of gives you that confidence boost to be like, I can do this. I got this. Like people are coming to me and to, you know, they're coming to me for, to help them with something that they can't do themselves. And to tap back into when you said about having people come to you that have, you know, triple, quadruple the amount of followers that you have. I think sometimes we get into a thing where it's like, oh my goodness, like you kind of get starstruck in a way. And it's like, um, Sure. Yeah, I think I can help you, but you're already doing so much better than I am. How do I how do I make myself seem, you know, smart or how do I make myself seem like I'm capable? Meanwhile, they came to you. So that tells you exactly how capable you are. So uh, I really appreciate you bringing that top bringing that point up as well, because I think it's very important to understand that our gifts vanity numbers are vanity you know followers are vanity and our gifts outshine how many followers we have so don't stay harped up on like oh I only have 500 followers nobody's gonna want to work with me nobody's gonna find me meanwhile that's the least they're, they're looking at your value they're looking at your expertise and what you bring they could care less how many followers you have 
So that was a really great point. Um, so can you tell me one thing of advice or one tip that you would give to a black girl worker who is growing her business, scaling, trying to scale, um, and just something to inspire them to keep going? Hmm, one piece of advice. <sighs> Set aside time weekly, daily if possible, but definitely set aside time weekly to work on your mindset and personal development outside of your business. Like just who you are personally, whether that means going to therapy or reading a book on personal development or having some type of a meetup group with other people, other women, um, learning about emotional intelligence, something personal development weekly. Do not let a week go by where you don't spend time getting to know yourself better and not know yourself like, oh, self-love. No, I'm talking about like tapping into like your strengths and your skills, like the things that you're really good at and how you can use the things that you're really good at to get to where you want to be. So definitely that's my biggest piece of advice. Awesome, well, thank you. Thank you so much. So this interview has been great. I'm so excited that we were able to get you on the podcast because you are just a bank of knowledge. Um, so how can our listeners continue to follow up with you and possibly work with you in the future? Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at The Spoiled Writer. Um, also online at www.thespoiledwriter.co, C-O, not C-O-M. And you could literally just type into Google The Spoiled Writer and my YouTube will pop up. Um, my Clubhouse links will pop up. All types of free content that I've put out over the past um, years is just floating all around the internet. So, yep, that's how you can connect with me. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Kelly. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Black Girls Work Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or taking a screenshot and tagging us to let us know you're listening. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at BLKGirlsWERK. See you next week.